Welcome to Your Brain On by Salience Learning. I'm Krista Gerhard. And I'm Karen Foster. Karen, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, we made it. Welcome to 2021, Karen. Well, it just feels great. Let me tell you that. That is definitely true. How was your New Year's? I have to say it was quiet. It's also my husband's birthday on New Year's Eve. So it had an extra special uh, feeling this year. It was a very uh, family-oriented New Year's Eve and, and a good one. We actually... We lit Chinese lanterns with uh, oh, some of nice. our neighbors outside as a, as a way to say goodbye to 2020 and enter into 2021. That was a, a nice new special tradition that we had. Oh, very nice. Very cool. That's, uh, I'm sure it was beautiful, too, to just see them all sort of rise up and, uh, and glowing through the night. How, how yes. fun. It was lovely. How was your New Year's Eve? Cool. It was it was low key. Uh, I was solo just because uh, kids were uh, off, and uh, but it was great because I celebrated twice because I am here on the East Coast and I have a sister with special needs in Central Standard Time, so I had the double whammy of celebrating at midnight e- uh, Eastern and one o'clock Eastern. So. Double dipping it was great, you know. Yeah. That means that 2021 will be doubly better than 2020, um, and uh, yeah, so well, yeah, it's, it's all good and uh, ready to dive in here and uh, think ahead and and yet at the same time kind of think back and think about you know all the things that that I, those of us living through 2020 really felt and experienced. Um, uh, what do you think were your top three lessons, Krista? Other than balancing kids and and work from home situations. <laughs> My top three lessons from 2020, less is more, is ah, number one. Ah. Uh, organization is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would, I'd have to say my other lesson is really probably around, you know, kind of relating back to our, our winter meeting for our team. Mm. Gratitude, gratefulness, and happiness, things that you have to generate from within. No one else can give that to you. So what are the things that you need to do to be able to achieve that for yourself? I think 2020 has taught us all a little bit about that. We can focus on the negative or we can try to find the good. And that's Absolutely. what we need to do. How about you, Karen? What were your lessons? Well, you know, I, I, I wish mine were as, you know, sort of uh, esoteric and, and kind of, of you know, uh, uplifting in, in a lot of ways of, that yours were. They, they they are, and I share your sentiments, but uh, I also found it amazing uh, to reflect on that behavior change really can happen, right? So, uh, I mean, overall, we all know the the dumpster that 2020 was, um, but I think it was an, a microcosm of how we, as humans, can change, but also how change is so hard <laughs> for different reasons, for different people at different times. Um, and, you know, the social uh, aspect of change, right? And change management in a small group versus a large group versus different groups. Um, I think, you know, from mask wearing to uh, ordering from Grubhub uh, to learning new Zoom Adobe technology interfaces, right? These are things that we all sort of had to do and and do in mass, which of course made it uh, extra painful in a lot of ways. But, you know, for me, looking back on 2020, it was was this affirmation and kind of this experiment um, in change. And, um, you know, what can we take away, you know, from a learning standpoint, since all of us are are change agents, right? How, what can we take away from that, that we can use in our day-to-day practice? So. 
Is there anything that you learned about yourself through your own behavior changes here? Um, that change is hard. <laughs> um, that uh, what works uh, probably is the same thing that you know science has found in terms of you know small incremental. Uh, changes and uh, working, getting affirmation, working with others in 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 changing, getting support, right? Whether it's uh, you know colleagues in in learning a new software for for virtual Zoom calls to um, you know connecting better with my kids' teachers, right? To find how I can support my kids uh, through their their hiccups and hurdles in schooling, and um, so well, it's two things. It's one make changes in, in small increments. And, and two, it's connect with others. Um, and I think those are two things that at Salience, you know, we try to do in our day-to-day -day worlds of learning and design. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not a prescription for a guarantee for success, but it's uh, two things that I think were interesting. Absolutely. I mean, I think that definitely is a, um, a theme, one we've seen not only personally, but also professionally, we've seen our clients mm -hmm. evolve and, and also change a lot of behaviors and habits that they probably weren't ready to unless we had a global mm. pandemic on our hands. So while some change is gradual, I think 2020 showed the the importance of a disruptor, disruptive event and, and how, how that can quickly change things, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. But I think everybody rose to the occasion. I think that's the one thing we walked away with. Um, definitely thinking about how much time we spent in travel to live events. And now how much time we spend uh, in one place. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, it, it's, you know, the value of face-to-face -face learning, right? So the idea that, you know, is what is the human condition give us that we're, we're together, right? That helps uh, not only, you know, each other learn new things and grow, but it, it, you know, I think some of us were, you know, feeling like, hey, you know, I just miss interactions even with, you know, kind of, not strangers, but hey, the barista here and the, you know, or the doorman or the security person and, you know, maybe people that you don't have a, a deep, deep rooted, you know, kind of relationship with, but those interactions are still really rich and make, make up for our total experience. So. Yeah. A personal hug goes a long way. I think we all need them for 2021. As soon as we all get that vaccine, I'm looking to high five and hug a lot of people out absolutely, there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. So turning to 2021, um, you know, what do you, what do you kind of see as, as, as the trends? Uh, what have you been hearing from the clients and, and thoughts about that? I would say that I think that the virtual engagement is here to stay. So we need to start you know, ensuring as we did in 2020 and continue to help support them in developing their virtual customer engagement presence, their ability to connect, to do their job uh, remotely. I think that's definitely a hot topic that started in 2020 and will continue through 2021. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I mean, I think that's it's from commercial to medical, right? Having an impact and with the customer in virtually. I think all of us learned over 2021 that uh, virtual is not the same as, as being face-to-face. Uh, -face. There are some nuances that are, that are lost and, and uh, you know, there's certain options that are just not available in a virtual environment. So, so I, I totally agree that I think the number one thing is virtual customer engagement is really, is here to stay. And what are those capabilities and skills that those teams need to be effective and have an impact to help patients? Yeah. I mean, I think 
If we stay on that same theme and we think about our medical colleagues as well, you know, they have traditionally um, always been responsible for educating the broader medical community. And it's a tough job and data is heavy. Evidence can be um, robust. And when you have a 15 minute virtual window, how do you make that as engaging and impactful as possible? I think one of our fondest memories is really helping medical professionals understand the purposes and the value of adult learning. And one of the benefits that education and learning you know, development vendors can bring to medical field teams uh, in the way they communicate with others. I think that is huge. And, and we look to continue helping our, our medical colleagues in that area. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, after after that, the number one of, of, of virtual engagement skills, number two of, of medical teams gaining more adult learning concepts, cognitive science and how they present information, whether it's how they're learning in their own professional growth and development or how they're imparting knowledge or information to those KOLs um, uh, across across the world in their virtual engagements. Absolutely. So number two, adult learning and medical, giving them the opportunity to see the value. And, and, and perhaps we have on our side, the fact that uh, some of those, uh, those uh, medical professionals, right, have been home with their, um, you know, kids and seeing their, their, you know, maybe K-12 virtual uh, engagement, you know, being about breakout rooms. I know my my seventh grader is in breakout rooms all the time and having discussions, engagements. And and uh, so hopefully that trend of, you know, getting adults active in their learning, getting them, uh, you know, you know, taking number two of, of adult learning in the medical field, uh, you know, growing and, and moving up in, in 2021 will be interesting to see. If I if I think back to your your um, lesson from 2020, and I think about the behavior change and what so mm-hmm. many of our workshops were around, which mm-hmm. was about modeling the behavior that you want mm-hmm. to see on the other side of a computer screen. So there was a big challenge around doctors don't want to turn on the cameras. You know, our clients don't want to engage. So we have the choice. We can either respond in the way that they are acting, or we can model the behavior and hope that they come along with us. I think that's an interesting one where modeling the behavior we want to see in others is also another lesson. Absolutely. Modeling is, and, and it goes back to that, that social need for, you know, when we all are influenced and, you know, have to engage with each other. Uh, well, so while 2020 could, you know, given everything that happened, you know, really, and, and did unfortunately physically pull us apart, right? How it reminds us of the importance of, of being together. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, to add on to that, to to your, you know, number one and number two kind of thoughts, I'd say the third thing that I think, you know, has has is an interesting capacity in 2021 is uh, these, you know, sort of skill and capability uh, based academies, right? And the idea of, you know, creating a curriculum or a design for a particular role in pharma and, you know, we've, you know, many people in the, in the, pharma are comfortable with, you know, the fact that there's, hey, new rep, there's onboarding training, there's, you know, kind of a little bit of a learning path for a new rep or, and then maybe as they grow to maybe lead into a district manager position. But what about all the other roles across the the organization and the opportunity to create very um, uh, compact uh, skill-based uh, roles with technology that allow a lot more uh, uh, data capture and evidence and personalization 
um, and all, almost adaptive learning. And so number three, I think for 2021 is going to be the the opportunity to really expand the idea of what does a good you know learning path, learning experience look like for a variety of roles across pharmaceutical uh, organizations, not just you know perhaps that that professional representative or the district manager, but looking at you know, learning and development professionals, market access account executives, medical teams, you know, thinking about what are their, you know, skill sets and, and learning paths look like to continue their development, which loops back into what you mentioned is kind of the number one point of these virtual capabilities and these virtual engagements. So uh, blending those into that that technologically or the technology path um, is really going to be interesting to see what takes off. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's everybody's trying something new, right? Um, when you're sitting there at home and you've you've got some free time on your hands, I think everybody took a, more LinkedIn learning classes and um, you know online. They probably yeah, that LMS was probably used more so in 2020 than any at any other time uh, in the life science industry. You know, I would say yes, Anne, and because you know those we took. LinkedIn learning classes as well. I'm sh- people are hopefully maybe saw opportunities for those types of delivery systems and that type of content to be even more specific and relevant to their jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's one thing to take a you know kind of a generic coaching module, uh, maybe, um, but it's another thing to take a you know a senior executive director market access you know individual take a coaching, you know, to market access account executives course, right? And so it becomes the the need for some of that, that more personalized approach to, to learning and content. And so it's exciting. It's going to be exciting to see what comes forward in 2021. And a lot of things of, you know, these things we'll talk about on our, what our listeners can look forward to and, and hear in, on Your Brain On. So we're really excited to bring many more people to you in 2021 on this podcast that were part of the Salience family and share their expertise and and their take on what's happening and how to drive learning to improve patient care in in the pharmaceutical industry. And so here's a little taste of who you could expect over the course of 2021 on Your Brain On. Hi, my name's Marcy Lancy, Client Services Manager. One of the trends I see in the learning and development space for 2021 is more demand for on-the-job learning experiences and development versus traditional training. This would include self-reflection, critical thinking questions, and a mentor coach that can help that person apply what they learned during the on-the-job experience to their current role and continued self-development to progress to whatever goals that they have. Hi, this is Debbie Deal. I'm a learning architect here at Salins Learning, and I believe that 2021 will be a year focused on reskilling. In 2020, we learned we can adapt and be agile, and this confidence brings optimism to learn new skills that will really move us from just surviving the year to really thriving in 2021. Deloitte's Global Human Capital 2021 survey of executives listed the ability to reskill and assume new roles as a top factor for success in the new year. As an L&D professional, I find this really exciting and will be focused on supporting my learners' efforts to learn how to learn and looking to answer the key question, how can we better support self-directed learners? I'm Iris Hill, Client Services Lead at Salience Learning. In 2020, we have seen pharmaceutical executives make a quick transition from routine face-to-face meetings to virtual engagements. 
sales reps and market access executives were forced to be creative and flexible on how they initiate and maintain stakeholder relationships. In 2021, critical thinking skills will continue to be in great demand and prove to be a necessary skill to effectively navigate and communicate in and outside one's own organization. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Brain On by Salience Learning. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Karen Foster. And I'm Krista Gerhard. And we'll see you next time.